Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Harry Prentice, who is the Senior Associate Athletic Director there up at the University of Arkansas, and he joins us now on the Jones and Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. And Terry, it's been a long time, man, but we appreciate you joining us this afternoon. How you doing? Doing great, doing great. Glad to be back on. Feel like we're we're back on for a, a State of the Union or a, a year in <laughs> review on NIL. <laughs> that's kind of the best way to look at it, honestly, man. And that's why it's so perfect because I know we talked to you about a year ago, and this NIL stuff is still very new, even though it's been around for a couple years now. Still very new, still ever changing, and. I'm sure uh, with everything that you got going on, it's still something that keeps you very busy. But just walk us through from what it was a year ago when we talked to you to where it is at now. How has it changed? How has it increased? How has it gotten better? Just what's the overall, as you put it, state of the union of NIL at the U of A? Yeah, no, happy to happy to be on and and uh, and give an update. What I'd tell you is, is the game's completely changed in the two years, or in roughly two years since NIL. Um, became legal, at least in Arkansas. State law passed in believe, April of 2021, uh, went into effect July 1st, 2021, across the country. And uh, from where we knew it until now, uh, just changed a ton. But but for, for the better, I think we have some advantages here in Arkansas, uh, both on the Hill but across the entire state, that uh, that allow us to be a major player in this space and and maybe uh, give, us, give us a leg up and give our student-athletes a awesome opportunity to uh to make some money while they're in college and learn learn a few uh learn a few skills along the way and uh sharpen the tool belt a little bit for for life after sport but no uh year one got off to a great start i think we had about 220 of our student athletes engaged um heading into year two i think that number's up to about 250 student athletes engaged um Far more opportunities. I think we've had almost 1,300 different agreements or deals passed through our office from a, a disclosure standpoint from our student athletes, which is outstanding. Every one of our teams has, has had at least one student athlete involved in NIL, um, particularly football, men's basketball, women's basketball, softball, gymnastics, track, baseball. I mean, you, you name it. Um, our kids are really getting after it. And uh, and again, just passed through tax day uh, a couple of days ago and. Uh, I think this was the first true uh, year that we had a tax day that, that really had some impact. And um, student-athletes, again, they're, they're learning some things, which is awesome. Um, and part of why we're, we're doing what we're doing uh, you know, on college campuses. So uh, safe to say it's been, it's been a whirlwind. Didn't think that it would play as big of a role in uh, retention of student-athletes or even the recruitment of student-athletes. Um, but that's where we are now, and we try to put our best foot forward at Arkansas and do it in a a major way. Terry, how does that work, not only being able to keep athletes by presenting NIL with them, but also with the transfer portal and bringing future athletes in? Well, yeah, it it really begins with your your current roster and your current team. Uh, But I think about, you know, going to the end of the football season and um, the transfer portal opening up or student athletes have an opportunity to – to maybe take their their talents to the next level, uh, they're going to want to know what NIL opportunities look like here, and and in some instances, they might have a better opportunity to make money from an NIL standpoint in one year back home in Arkansas than um, than moving on to that next level at that point in time. So they might decide that it might 
be better for them to stay and keep building those those relationships with with folks in the community and business owners. So um, it certainly starts at starts at home, um, and then you know, then tell that into athletes that are looking to come to Arkansas. Well, they might be at a school or a place where there just isn't very much fan interest. There's not you know, there's not uh, a lot of support from the community. They're, your sponsors and your your business owners, your donors aren't, aren't given to a collective. They're not, you know, they're just not engaged and we're able to, to sell that here, to sell that, um, you know, we don't have any pro sports in the state. We're the only power five school in the state. Um, so safe to say it's, it's certainly played a role in retention and in, in uh, acquisition of student athletes. But yeah, it's changed a ton. as I said before, it's just changed the, Things a ton over the past uh, two years. So, Terry, I know that people hear, of course, NIL, and they know name, image, and likeness, but they also hear collectives. They hear a lot of schools deal with collectives, and I know uh, there's a collective there at the U of A and also uh, have different groups like One Arkansas. So uh, just tell us what that is and, and what the collective is and what that does for NIL in partnership with it. Yeah, so there, so there are a few different pieces to NIL. I think when we began, we had what I would call the more traditional NIL. Your your local business decides to engage in a relationship with an athlete. So think uh, Whole Hog Cafe. I'll, I'll shout them out because they they just uh, launched a campaign about a month ago with twelve of our student athletes. But Whole Hog Cafe decides to to work with John Neighbors, and he signs an agreement. He's going to do some social media posts, maybe a commercial, um, and that's what he'll do. Well, that was the traditional side as we knew it, July 1 of 2021. Then the collectives came up because um, people realized you can create business entities um, that allow people to, you know, individuals to give their own money. Um, and then the money that's in that, you know, inside of that business is then used to hire an athlete and have that athlete go and perform services. So that's really where we've gotten to with collectives. To be honest, we, we really don't like using that word because it's gotten a negative connotation, but it is what it is. But we have one in Arkansas um, called One Arkansas NIL. It's led by Marvin Caston, former football player, uh, Razorback Foundation employee, longtime Razorback Foundation employee, uh, great guy, and, and obviously knows what's going on both around the state, but also knows what's going on having been a former student athlete himself. Uh, but they've got a staff with uh, Will Landers and Sydney McGlone that puts our student athletes to work. So donors, um, you know, anyone's able to give their money to one Arkansas, knowing that that money is going to be uh, used to help pay our student athletes. But at the same time, our student athletes are going to go out to the community and work with nonprofits around the state and help raise awareness for them. Um, so it's a win-win for, for both the community and the state of Arkansas and then for the, for the athletes themselves. Um, so that's what one Arkansas is. They host events. Um, we're supposed to, they were supposed to host a, uh, uh, signature event, a signing day event, if you will, down in, uh, down in North Little Rock uh, back in February, but because of weather, they had to cancel. But I believe they're going to be having an event this summer um, in August up in Northwest Arkansas um, called Kickoff Lunch and the Kickoff Event that would really take the place of the uh, the event that we really had pre-COVID. Um, so those are some of the things the, the collectives do. But One Arkansas in general, they're an entity for individuals, donors to, to contribute and give money, um, and they put the student-athletes to work. When NIL began, and of course, we've talked about some of the changes that have happened since then, but first thought was about the big three, football, basketball, baseball. And as you mentioned, NIL has had an impact on a number of sports at the U of A. What's that impact been like on sports outside the big three? 
You know, it's 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 been great. I think about uh, the program last year uh, and the relationship that was formed with uh, you know Everett down in Saline uh, County, and really the opportunity that they had had for years to support you know let's just say the, the Bryant School District through sponsorship, you know, and get your name on the, the scoreboard or get the company's name on the field. Uh, and I know from talking to our coaches and talking to our student athletes, to have the opportunity to partner with someone or a business that supports women's sports at a high level, but then being able to have the athletes have uh, money put into their pocket to support that business, they've just been a game changer. Uh, I know Coach Steifel definitely feels that way. Everett added gymnastics, uh, all of the gymnastics student athletes this past year, so uh, Coach Weaver's been excited as well. Our track programs, both on the men's and women's side, have been able to take advantage of, of NIL. And again, as I mentioned, really all all of our sports, our golfers. Um, so it's been a game changer, and, and I think it's a credit to you know the community we live in and the state we're in, and that people really care about all 19 of our sports on the hill, not just football, uh, men's basketball, and baseball. So it's been a game changer, and. Um, and I think those student athletes are certainly happy they get to they get to say they've gotten some NIL deals um, and, and put some money in their pocket. We're speaking with Terry Prentice, the senior associate athletic director there at the University of Arkansas on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Outline. Uh, Terry, this is something too that where you know they don't nobody listens to me, so maybe they'll listen to you since you actually know what you're talking about when it comes to this. But I've been trying to campaign for everybody. You see, fans are like, "Oh, our NIL's terrible," or they're doing all this stuff. And I tell everybody, I was like, no, it's, it's actually going really great at the University of Arkansas, but no one can see numbers. They can't compare it to other schools and everything. So just from uh, what you've experienced and what's going on, and also, I mean, you don't have to get any specifics, but compared to what other schools do, not only in the SEC, but around the country, where does Arkansas's NIL program and with one Arkansas play in, and how does it compare and compete with all the other big schools around the country? Well, it's, and it's, it's hard to say, and, and you're exactly right. There's no central database, there's no one software that every school uses. I think the NSA tried to tried to do something like that originally, uh, but obviously it didn't end up working out. So it's hard to hard to really compare. But you're talking to student athletes that are coming from other places, um, and even seeing what's out there, I'd, I'd really have to believe that we're really in that top group in the SEC as far as NIL is concerned. I point to one Arkansas and that. They're really one of, if not the only, NIL entity or collective that has full-time employees working on their behalf, not volunteers, uh, which most of these other schools actually have or had had up until um, very, very recently. So I think it's going well. Uh, obviously, our coaches have, a, have played a big role in that and, and being the great coaches they are and putting together successful programs because people like supporting winners, right? Um, so it's made NIL even more appealing. Uh, but no, I'd like to think we're, we're doing pretty well and schools are, uh, you know, looking, looking to Arkansas, also looking to you know, our laws, our policies, things that have, have given us a, a leg up in this, this NIL game. So as um, far as you're, you're concerned for me, I think we're doing well. Always want to get better, though. We're going to strive and try to find more opportunities and um, refine what we're doing. But I feel like we're in a great spot and it's going to keep getting better. Is there anything you could see being shared at some point as far as the info on the numbers and not necessarily specific to certain athletes, but just as a whole? Because that's where uh, a lot of the questions come from and the curiosity. People love seeing hard numbers in front of them to say this is what's being brought in. Yeah, and I think a lot of the things you see out in the media, just from being on, on this side of it, 
really are, yeah, the truth is usually somewhere in between, right? But but I would tell you we've had student athletes who've made in aggregate over six figures. We've had student athletes who've approached seven figures. Um, but then again, not every student athlete is, is making that kind of money. And some, you know, NIL opportunities might be something um, as, as limited as uh, product or merchandise or a couple of hundred dollars. So, uh, but what I would tell you is that we've had student athletes, both male and female, um, make over six figures and uh, we've been proud of them and want to support them in every way. Um, so that's, if I can give you some kind of an update, I'd, I'd tell you that's where, that's really where we've been. So Terry, also with the confusion, or at least what people may have, there's always misconceptions about NIL and collectives and everything. Uh, I think we even asked you about it last year, but you know, looking at it from this year, what are some misconceptions that are out there about the NIL programs and uh, maybe some of these myths that you can uh, at least answer to and maybe put to rest? Uh, the, the school uh, pays the student athletes. We, we you know, uh, yeah, we don't control anything. Got asked that one time. Did this run through uh, the Workday system? That's our uh, like internal software for all the, the UA system schools. You know, do the student athletes get paid through Workday? And I had to tell them, no, that's 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 not the case. That's a the transaction between them and a and an individual business. The same even works for for one Arkansas. That's one misconception. The school really you know dictates. Um, and another is just that, you know, everything that you read in the media is, you know, absolutely true. And from that vantage point, meaning that every, every student athlete is getting a massive, massive, massive opportunity. Um, sometimes those might be, um, I guess the truth would be that those opportunities and those earnings that the athletes have had have maybe been two, three, four, five different deals put together, not just one deal coming from one source, although it does, might happen from time to time, but another misconception. And then the other just being that it would that NIL would hurt women's sports or hurt, you know, the so called Olympic sports. And at least for us in, in Arkansas it just hasn't been the case. You know, again I point to softball and gymnastics and track and volleyball and, and the other sports that just really been able to almost complement their program and take their program to another level, um, by showing that there's NIL there's a real NIL in Arkansas and support for those sports. So I'd say those are a few of the of the misconceptions. I can always take questions, but yeah, those are a few of the misconceptions. Also, if you could explain how uh, the process is for students getting their NIL deals and if uh, One Arkansas is able to help facilitate some of that or how they're able to help along the process. They are. They are, yeah. One Arkansas definitely helps in, in that way, um, primarily from a, a nonprofit standpoint. From a for-profit standpoint, student-athletes are obviously able to go and um, strike out on their own. Um, many of them might have representatives, so an agent or an attorney, or have their parents working on their behalf, um, and they'll go out and contact actual businesses or have businesses reach out to them. Uh, many times, business owners will reach out to us in the, the flagship office um, and ask to connect with a student-athlete or really ask to learn more about a student-athlete. We certainly do our part in order to make sure we, we bring those two together. Uh, but really, those are the, the various ways. Either the student athlete does it on their own, the business reaches out to us directly and, and asks us to help with that relationship, um, or they work through, you know, one Arkansas. Um, so those are really the three primary ways. Yeah, because that's, I think, something that people always want to be involved in or at least uh, look to getting involved in, but they don't even know where to start. But uh, it certainly uh, makes it pretty easy with uh, the setup of Arkansas. And I think that uh, we even talked about a year ago, Terry, uh, with Hunter Yurichek and, and everybody involved at the U of A, 
there's people that were resistant to NIL at first and, and schools that were resistant, but it seemed like Arkansas was one of the first ones that just pounced on this and has really gotten ahead of the game. And I feel like that can only and has only been able to help Arkansas and bringing in a, a lot of uh, great opportunities, but uh, also, as you say, keeping kids in school and, and the way it's changed. I mean, we're seeing not just at Arkansas, but even, you know, big-time players that are staying in school for another year instead of going pro because they're like, hey, I have more NIL opportunities here in college than I could make uh, going pro or in a minor league or something like that too. Oh, without a doubt. I think it's it's just become pivotal that you have, you know, strong NIL infrastructure in place um, on your campus. And if we're trying to compete in the hardest conference in, in the country, in the SEC, and contend for national championships, you've got you've got to have everything in order. Um, and I think we're seeing that and those that were maybe slow to react or adopt, you know, might not might not be in the best position now and um, feel like they're playing catch up and having to really, really work in overtime to to try to get back to a place where their coaches feel like they've got the support they need. Um, Hunter says it often. Um, I've certainly said it, you know, that just like academics, just like, you know, nutrition and facilities and, and really having a top notch coaching staff in place you've got to have got to have nil support to uh to be successful in this this day and age you, you just got to have it well before what we you get out of here terry uh, real quick we actually had somebody text in a question that, that they were curious about and i'm sure you can answer uh when athletes get paid through nil is it, is it like a monthly payment is it just like a stipend is it all up front or is that between them and the business just how does how does that process work that's a great question and really again it's up to the student athlete and really up to that business uh, that they're working with. But I've seen everything in the way of uh, payment up front. Uh, if you're working with some business and maybe you're on a, on a, you got a deal that, that stretches over an entire year, maybe you're paid quarterly uh, or monthly, or, uh, you know, maybe there's a signing bonus up front as a part of the, as a part of the arrangement. And, and then there's going to be something else later on. I've seen some where, you know, you're going to be paid after, um, you know, maybe you're going to go do an autograph signing, and then the check's going to be waiting for you at the, at the end of that autograph signing. So, yeah, really, again, it, it, it's up to the athlete and the business they're working with. Typically, when you see uh, collectives, that, that's normally been more on a monthly basis or a, or a pretty frequent basis as opposed to uh, paying everything up front. I think, um, to give you some insight, I think a lot of our, our student-athletes really prefer and not have everything in one lump sum. I think that's part of budgeting and, and really the, the the life skills process, right? Learning how to how to manage money and, and work in finance. Um, so I think I've actually heard from more student athletes in the last couple of weeks, particularly as tax day approach, um, that they'd like to have everything or like to have their their NIL compensation be on a you know monthly basis. Um, so yeah, it just depends. Well, Terry, we really appreciate you joining us, folks. If you want to get more information on how you can get involved with NIL as well as the One Arkansas Program, go to ArkansasRazorbacks.com slash flagship. They have a lot of information dealing with everything involving NIL, and you can also uh, contact Terry himself, too, and I'm sure he'll be happy to help you out. And, Terry, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Great stuff. Great job with the NIL program there at the U of A, and we'll catch up with you later down the road, my man. Hey, fellas, I appreciate you having me on.